What companies deserve your hard-earned dollar? Which would you want to work for? How can you know if they share your values? Just ask us. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks who really means business in supporting workers, customers, communities, the environment, and shareholders. We measure progress, track success, and help them be better. When you see the Just Capital seal, you know what's real because just business is better business. Visit justcapital.com to learn who makes your dollar count. This show is pre-recorded and furnished by Lifestyles Unlimited. The information and opinions you hear on the Dell Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Dell Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Dell Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Dell Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security. Welcome to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. <laughs> Dell challenges the status quo, questions everything, and empowers you to return to your core beliefs to make your life better. If you're ready to hear the truth and get your roadmap to the lifestyle you really want, the next hour will change your life. And now your host, self-made millionaire, national award-winning investor of the year, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Dell Wamsley. Welcome to Del Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. I'm your host, Del Wamsley, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. Friends, um, I got an email just the other day, and um, it got set back in the back of my box for a few days. And I, I dug it back out today, and I have to tell you, it's, it's perfect, a perfect email. Because it really talks about what the secret is, um, the basics behind what I teach. Uh, and I've accumulated my education and information from, you know, 30-plus years uh, of doing what I do. But not only that, another 20 years of work out there where I studied business itself. And it's a situation where I came to some conclusions that really changed the way I lived. And they changed the way I approached life and business and so forth. And those ideas, although stimulated by outside sources, mostly from different books and authors and so forth, um, those ideas had to be absorbed. They had to be believed to make sense out of them. And so I got an email today, or I was, actually, like I said, I've got this email a couple of days ago and I read it today and it just made me want to do a whole piece that I'm going to do today. So let me read the email. It says, I have owned a small camera repair shop in Portland, Oregon for over 30 years. With that said, in listening to your program this morning, in a dark store, as I sent all my employees home over two weeks ago, your words rang clear. I bought a job. I am a repair technician. I love my job, and I'm fairly good at it. I have four other technicians and supporting staff to do the front end work. It seems I seem to be in a rut. Any thoughts about how to delegate and at the same time keep doing what I've already always loved? Looking for your feedback, and then he gives his name and so forth. And uh, since I didn't ask him, like always, if I don't ask you if I could use your material, then I won't put your name out there on the, you know, the radio. But the, the bottom line is, guys, this is the classic non-entrepreneur. This is the classic 
technician who decides that he should open a business. Now, the factual information that you need to look at behind this is the understanding of what a book came out and explained so perfectly well that it just cleared it up for me. And that book was called The E-Myth Revisited by Michael Gerber. And I'm going to repeat that for you because I want you to go out and get this book. It's called The E-Myth Revisited by Michael Gerber. And the basic concept is on this book that most people, the myth about entrepreneurialism, and this is a myth, is that most people don't own a business. They own a job. So let's say I'm a really good painter, and I've been working for ABC Painting Company for 10, 20 years, and I'm just sick and tired of working for them. All the things where they they cut your hours, change your hours, change your pay, make you work with people you don't like, do jobs you don't want, make you work overtime, take away your weekends, What a thousand different reasons why you don't like where you work. And so you decide it's time for you to start your own business. And that becomes your goal. And you're thinking to yourself, you know, I'm a really good painter. And because I'm a really good painter, in other words, a technician, because I'm a really good painter, then I should be able to run a paint business fairly well. And I've been in the business now for 10, 20, 30 years as a technician. I've been around it. I see what goes on every single day. And so I should be able to run that business quite well. So what do you do? You open your doors as a paint company, as a technician company, like this guy did with this camera repair shop. And at first, you know, you answer your own phones and you pay your own bills. And you're thinking in the beginning, man, this is really good because all that money I'm earning goes directly to me. There's no overhead to my bosses, to other people, right? And then you realize that you can't do that much work as long as you're working as a technician. You need somebody else to answer the phones. So now you hire people to answer the phones, and eventually you get to the point where you hire people to do the accounting, right? And eventually you find that if your business does well and has a good reputation, you can't even do all the work, and you need to hire additional technicians, like this gentleman did here with his additional uh, repair technicians. Or in the case of the painting company, the additional painters. And now what happens? Now you realize you have a problem. And the problem that you have is wrapped around the concept that you really don't know how to run a business. You're really not a business person. And you're definitely not an entrepreneur. Completely different types of people. So things start to become really cumbersome for you. And you're working twice as many hours as you did as an employee. And probably not making any more pay than what you did as an employee. Because now, before you get paid, you have to pay for your office, you have to pay for your telephone, you have to pay for your electric, you have to pay for your utilities other than electric, you have to pay for your vehicle cost, your insurance cost, your payroll cost. You have all these costs that are mandatory that they get paid before you get paid. And in the end... If you have a bad week or a bad month, 
you probably don't make any profit at all. Now you ask yourself a question, should I pay myself? You know, as an employee, I got paid, so I should get a salary too. And if you ever watch the show, The Profit, what you'll see is people take these salaries and they, t- they pay themselves and they pay their employees, and yet the company's losing money hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt before they realized this company isn't making money. In their mind, because they're getting a paycheck, they're making money, but they're not making money. And they're going broke. Now they start borrowing against their home, their personal residence, their credit cards probably first, then their personal residence. Then they have to stop taking a paycheck. And all because they really don't know how to run a business. What do they not know how to do? Well, they know how to paint. But do they have any idea how to hire and fire and train people? Do they know anything about human resources? Do they know anything at all about tax law? Human resource requirements? Do they have any idea how any of that works? Have they ever even balanced their own checkbook, let alone done financial statements? Do they even know what accrual accounting is? Most small business people start out of cash accounting, which is a very inaccurate way to account for what you have. I have a dollar in my wallet, so I must be okay. No, you're not. You have a dollar in your wallet, but you owe $10 to somebody else. You're not okay. You have no idea what you're doing as a business person. No idea what accrual accounting means and how you have to line up your income with your expenses and periods to make sure that you're actually making money and not just cash flowing by on a short term to go broke in the long term. You have no idea how to do that. And then you have to come up with overhead. You know, before the company bought you paint rolls and rollers and machines and stuff, but now the machines start breaking, the paint rollers break, and now where does the money come for the assets that the business needs, for the investment capital that the business needs? I remember when I started my first business, I went out to my wife's mother and borrowed $20,000 from her. Now, luckily for me, I knew how to run businesses, and I was able to turn that around and make a very profitable business out of it and pay her back 100%. But most people don't, and then they end up ruining their relationships with their family and their friends by borrowing money from them. All the while, you're working 16 hours a day because you can't just go to work and paint. you got to go to work and paint and then come out of that and do accounting, marketing, sales, and everything else. No, my friends, let's talk about the myth when we come back from the break. We'll be right back with the Del Wamsley Radio Show. My friends, how many of you out there right now believe you have a plan? I followed the conventional plan for years, and then the conventional plan blew up in my face. I wonder how many of you can relate to that exact same thing. The real question is how many of you have actually figured out how to turn that thing around 
and make it happen. Do you have a plan? Lifestyles Unlimited has one for you. It's worked for countless others. Retire in five years or less. Come learn more. Join us for our live online workshop. Register at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. Del Wamsley on having a plan. The year I got cancer and could not work for eight months, I lost 50 pounds. I want to tell you that I made $4 million that year. I made more that year than any year I'd ever made previous to that in my life. And I'm not telling you that to impress you. I'm telling you that to impress upon you. I didn't go to work for eight months. That's a plan. Create your plan at Lifestyles Unlimited's live online free workshop. Register at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. It comes a point in time every now and then when the world flips upside down. And during that time, you have to come up with a decision in your life. How are you going to go through this? How are you going to work your way through this process that has no end? So what do you do? The first thing I need you to understand is that almost every entrepreneur out there makes it big when something bad happens. I tripled my net worth between 2008 and 2010. 10 years straight increase in value. It makes us all look like geniuses when everything goes up for 10 years straight. But now we're at the point where we're going to find out who's good again. And you need to be in there. Because why? Because I tripled my net worth in two years. You can do it too if you know what to do. You need to get into lifestyles right now. Join us for our free live online workshop. Register at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. Welcome back. Now, here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to Del Wamsley Radio Show. Today, we're talking about the E-Myth uh, and the myth and the E and the E-Myth revisited by Michael Gerber. The E-Myth is the entrepreneurial myth. And that is, if you take 20 or 50 or 100 people that own a business and you put them in a line, and by the way, we do this when we have our vendor program at our case studies, and you see all these people get up and talk about their businesses, they're all working in their business. None of them are working on their business. They have a job, right? And so what happens is uh, they have to get up and go to work. A guy told me one day, he said, this is, uh, I thought was very interesting. He goes, I have a turnkey business. I said, that's interesting. I thought he meant like some kind of a franchise deal or something. I said, what do you mean by turnkey business? He says, if I get up and go to work and turn the key, we have business. If I don't get up and go to work and turn the key, there is no business. Mine is a turnkey business. And I thought that was really a cute way of explaining it, right? Um, the way I explain it is, is that the difference between owning a business and owning a job is, is that if you go to the org chart, and that's an organizational chart, and you look on there for different positions, your name is not on the chart anywhere. And it took me a long time to realize that there are things you like to do, right? that you want to do, you really are skilled at doing, you enjoy doing, and so you put yourself in a position of doing those things, and yet you really don't know how to run a business. And you don't have the time to run a business if you're actually doing the skilled part of the business. And if you're doing that, you know, if you're running the business, you don't have time for the skilled part, right? So Gerber came up with this concept. He has this concept uh, he calls the entrepreneurial seizure. It's the day your brain goes dead. You know, you go into a brain seizure and you decide, I want to open my own business. Now, why would anybody want to open their own business? 
Well, because they're a technician, they're tired of being pushed around as a technician, they're tired of being an employee, and they want to be the boss. Thinking that being a technician is really what makes the business go round. If you ask any technician, go, are you overmanaged? They'll go, of course I'm overmanaged. If you ask any technician, does your boss and the owner take advantage of you? Do they make money they don't really deserve because you do all the work? And say, of course they do. I'm the one that makes everything happen. That's the way technicians see the world. Now, the reality is when you own a business, you have three different types of people. Now, you have many, many different positions, don't get me wrong, but you have three types of people. And if you don't have all three types of people in a business, you don't have a business. You have a job. So what are the three types of businesses? Well, the three types is your entrepreneur, your managers, and your technician or your workforce. So I have a cute little example that I was told way back in my 20s about what the difference was. said, think about having a crew of people trying to build a road through a jungle. You've got the technicians. You've got the workers. They're out there sawing and cutting and chopping and sawing and cutting and chopping. And they're just working, 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 working nonstop, getting paid to do their job. Going and cutting and chopping and knocking stuff down in whatever direction the manager points the little arrow to go. Now you have the managers. The managers are the people who hire and fire and train the people on how to chop down the trees and clear the forest. They're the people that set up the hours of work, lunches, starting time, ending time, lunch time. They're the ones that think about the capital infusion. In other words, we're going to need to have 27 axes here today, about 10 saw blades. We're going to need three, four, five chainsaws, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. They're the one that plan the execution and go out and buy and monitor the tools necessary to do the job. I can take a good manager and put them in an apartment complex, and that manager will turn that apartment complex around instantly. Instantly. Right? But give that manager the job of being the entrepreneur to go buy that property, and 99% of the time, unless they've come to a program like ours to get trained, they have no idea how to do it. They've been working as the person running the entire business of whatever it is that they do for years and yet couldn't open one themselves if they wanted to. They don't know how to raise the capital. They don't know how to put the company together. They don't know what the profit margin should be, etc. So if you get back to the, the example of the people putting the road through the jungle, You've got the guys that are working with the technical guys, and then you've got the managers, which are making it all happen. They're keeping everything running, you know, oiled up machinery, going, 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 very, 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 very hardworking, fast, effective, right? Effectiveness, efficiency. Managers work on effectiveness and efficiency. Technicians work on perfecting skills and doing work and taking pride in the work done.
So what does the entrepreneur do? The entrepreneur is the person that climbs to the highest tree in the jungle and sits up there and looks around and surveys where they're going and yells down to the managers. We're going the wrong way. We're going the wrong way. This is not what this entrepreneurial activity was supposed to create. They're the dreamers. They're the envisioners of what needs to be done. Right? So when you look at the entrepreneur, what kind of traits does a real entrepreneur have? An entrepreneur lives in the future. They never live in the past. They rarely even live in the present. They're always and constantly producing these what-if and if-then-when type scenarios in their brain. If you ask yourself, like, well, why does Del Wamsley come up with all these weird things to talk about? Because I'm saying, how does that relate? You know, what if, if, if this is happening over here, what does that mean over here? And how can we use those relationships to go build something incredible? The entrepreneur is an innovator, a strategist, a creator of methods. They look at how do I crack new markets? How do I penetrate into new markets? How do I do something we haven't done before that can make things completely different? It's not like, okay, we know how to paint. Let's get more paint jobs. It's like... How can we go from painting houses to painting skyscrapers, right? Or maybe we should even get out of the paint business and go into resurfacing. They're looking at the opportunity. Entrepreneurs are really good at dealing with the unknown. Predicting the future, creating possibilities out of chaos. Wow, sounds like what we're doing here today on the radio. Take a short break. Be right back with the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Now with orders to stay at home, public health concerns, the reality of illness due to pathogens and viruses, your health is at an all-time high risk. That's why it's critical to take a proactive approach to boost your immune system. You can with new nano-colloidal silver from AmeriCare. Our patented process with tiny silver particles, one one-hundredth the size of a red blood cell, allows for maximum body absorption. AmeriCare's nano-colloidal silver effectively disinfects your body internally, attacking pathogens and viruses while supercharging your immune system. Colloidal silver is antibacterial and antiviral. Simply put, it prohibits bacterial respiration, suffocating viral cells, preventing the virus from replicating. And now, due to public health concern, AmeriCare is authorized to offer our lowest and best price ever, around a dollar a day. But supplies are limited. Purchase nanocolloidal silver now at immunesupportnow.com. That's immunesupportnow.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Supplies are limited. You know what's really smart? Wash your hands frequently, practice social distancing, and stay home if told to do so. You know what's really dumb? To ignore your immune system. Right now, more than ever, your health depends on a strong immune system. The experts at Immunicorp will give you their seven-step guide to immunity for life. 
free. Why? Because we want you to be smart and healthy. Simply call 800-446-3063 or click immunityforlife.com. Immunocorp has been producing the world's leading immune system products for more than two decades. To get your free seven-step guide to immunity for life, call 800-446-3063. 800-446-3063. Be smart. Don't ignore your immune system. Your life depends on it. Call 800-446-3063 or click immunityforlife.com. Immunityforlife.com. Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to Del Wamsley Radio Show. Today we're talking about the three different types of people it takes to create a business, a successful business. And we're talking about the entrepreneur. And we're talking about the manager. And we're talking about the technician. And if you're going to start your own business, you need to figure out who you are. And you need to make sure that all three of those places are in position. I don't think it's possible myself for a technician to start a business that becomes successful. I just don't think it ever happens. Uh, Managers could start businesses that can be somewhat successful, but they're not going to be the groundbreaking businesses that entrepreneurs start. So as we're talking about this situation, we're looking at what entrepreneurs do. Entrepreneurs think in the future. They, They look at chaos all around them. And they're used to living within chaos. They don't need there to be safety and security. They thrive on unpredictability. And their their whole view of the world is the abundance mentality, which we live with here at Lifestyles Unlimited, that there's enough for everybody. And they don't see life as a zero-sum gain. If I give you a dollar, I don't have a dollar. That's the way technicians think. That's the way managers think. We have to manage the limited amount of resources in this world. That's why Republicans and or conservatives are more entrepreneurial, and Democrats are more technical, technician-type people. They live under this theory of you know, lack of abundance on the zero sum gain theory where there's only $1 out there, there's only $1 million or $1 trillion. And if that dollar goes to one person, it can't go to another person. The only way I can have more in this life is if I take some away from somebody else. Entrepreneurs are problem solvers. They see problems as opportunities, whereas everybody else sees problems as problems. Now, let's talk about managers because there's a guy in the middle. And a manager is a pragmatist. They're the ones that hold everything together. In my, my ta- in my team, I have some really great vice presidents. They are my pragmatists. They are the people that we, as an entrepreneurial leader that I am, have set out rules, regulations, ideas, and theories to believe and to live by, and they make sure they get taken care of. They make sure they get done. Whereas I live in the future, entrepreneurs live in the future, managers live in the past. They go, what has happened in the past that was wrong? How do we solve that? How do we make sure that doesn't happen again? Or what worked in the past? Let's do it again. Right? Managers crave order. 
It has to be done the same way over and over again. When I first started Lifestyles Unlimited, people that came in to work with me and underneath me and or as employees and, and even some members said, gosh, everything is chaos here. It's like whatever you think, and I've changed my mind and things would change, and right? And managers go, let's write this all down and get it exactly right and do it the same way every time. They created all types of step-by-step-by-step-by-step manuals and this and that and that. That's what managers do. They cling to the status quo. Managers, unlike entrepreneurs who see opportunity in everything that goes on around you, managers see problems. So right now where we have this COVID virus thing going on, I'm sitting here going, woohoo, the world's going to blow up. We're going to have all these opportunities to buy real estate. And managers go, oh, my God, how are we going to get through this? <laughs> managers are the ones that run after entrepreneurs and clean up their messes. I'm just a walking mess machine. I make stuff happen. I irritate people, I turn things up on end, and then my managers come in and clean it up and go, well, what he really meant was this and that and da-da-da-da-da-da. But the reality is, without an entrepreneur, right, nothing would ever change because managers would keep it exactly the same. Without managers, there would be no society and there would be no business because they keep things the same. It is the tension between the entrepreneurial's vision and the managerial's pragmatism that creates a synthesis for which all great works are born. You get it? That's why I have some of my greatest meetings. I call them the Friday afternoon. They've now changed the name to the meetings. They're they're calling them it's 5 o'clock Friday somewhere. And what it is, it's the entrepreneurial people in our group getting to talk to the managerial people in our group. And bouncing ideas back and forth off of each other. Now let's talk about the technicians. The technicians are the doers. The technicians love to tinker. If an entrepreneurial lives in the future and the manager lives in the past, a technician lives in the present, he or she loves the feel of things and facts and can get it done. We've got these technicians sending emails out right now about COVID about every minuscule detail how they're changing their operations every day because they're proud that I did this and I created this letter and I created this thing and I did this and I did that. But one thing about technicians is they know that no two things can be done simultaneously. Only a fool would try to put together two completely different tasks and have them done at the same time. Whereas an entrepreneur, I'm going, hey, we are going to operate these properties very successfully. Managers take care of that while I go figure out how we're going to go make a lot of money on the future that's coming up. Technicians, however, though, mistrust those he works with because they're always trying to get more done than is possible or necessary. In other words, technicians go, this should work at this pace and this pace only. Otherwise, the quality is remedied, and I don't want to change the quality. (sighs) A technician doesn't know what to do unless they're thinking about the work that needs to be done. Give a technician time off, and you know what they'll do? They'll go home and figure out something that needs to be fixed at home. That's what they do. If they're not busy constantly, they will go home and figure out how to be busy on something else. They're not interested 
in an idea, they're interested in how do you get it done. Technicians are all ideas need to be reduced to the methodology that they that they can be reduced to to create the value of the technician knowing exactly what to do. Technicians knows that if it weren't for him, the world would be in more trouble than it is right now. While entrepreneurs dream and managers fret, the technicians ruminate. Everyone gets in the technician's way. Think about that. I've said this forever. Salespeople hate accounting people because they're both technicians that get in each other's way. A salesman thinks that you should sell, 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 sell. An accountant said you should do it within the parameters in the organization uh, that we set forth. Technicians believe everybody else is in their way. I remember we used to have these things, we'd call them silos in our company. Four or five different groups of technicianal people would hate each other. So the realty people would hate the seminar people, would hate the sales people, would hate the accounting people, would hate the marketing people, because each one of them is trying to force onto the other their concept of how this whole thing should work. Right? To the technician, that system is dehumanizing. They should be left alone to come up with their own concept of how things should be done. It, it, it violates their personal individuality to be told what to do. And the fact of the matter is, the entrepreneur, the manager, and the technician, they're all inside of all of us. It's just in your life you figured out which one you're more comfortable with and you've made that your prime person. Typical small business owners are only 10% entrepreneurial, 20% manager, and 70% technician. Where it should be the other way around, you should be 70% tech, you should be 70% entrepreneur, 20% managerial, and 10% technician if you want to be successful to business. Doing so, you have to understand that when you put a business together, that there are phases of that business. And as you grow, the arrangement of that 70, 20, 10 changes. When you first start out and you're the only person working there, you are 70% technician, 20% manager, 10% entrepreneur. But if you're going to let your business grow, you have to let go of things. I remember my most favorite thing to do was to give seminars to people that had never seen us before. We call that the introductory workshop. I gave it up. I had to give it up. There was no room for me to do them. They were doing them two or three of them a week. I couldn't stand it. Then my second favorite thing to do was to give the two-day seminar on the weekend and to be a personal consultant. God, I love being a personal consultant. The, the, the technician in me thrived on knowing the detailed information I wanted to share with people to make their lives better. Had to let that go, too. We'll take a short break, come back, and finish up with the last segment. We'll be right back with the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Del Wamsley talks about buying your way back from corporate America through real estate. A massive change in my life. My personal residence I lived in was a one-bedroom condo, cost 425 bucks a month. This covered it. My automobile car payment was only 300 and some dollars a month. This covered it. I was buying my way back from corporate America. I could feel it. Lifestyles Unlimited will teach you how to buy your way back from corporate America. Get in control. 
Get into our live online free workshop. Register at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. And now a word on retirement from Del Wamsley. The average person thought they'd retire at 59 and a half, 60, then they said 64, then it was 65, then it was 66, then all of a sudden they jump right to 70, 70 is the new 59, 70 is the new 64, then it was, you know, hey, most people are going to work all the way into their 80s. Do you really want to work in your 80s? Or would you like to retire in five years or less? Find out how on Lifestyles Unlimited's live online free workshop. Register at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. Welcome back. Now, here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to Del Wamsley Radio Show. With me here in this last segment is uh, one of my members slash teachers, mentors uh, for Lifestyles Unlimited, and he's a perfect example of this entrepreneurial uh, myth, so to speak, um, growing up uh out in the New York area. He's a attorney for many, many years, working massive, massive hours, making good money, but working massive hours, being forced to spend time away from his lovely wife and family, and his wife is educated, massively educated family, uh, multiple degrees at every level, so they have done everything that Americans have been told to do, and for some reason, he runs into Lifestyles Unlimited and realizes that it wasn't a life. And I think it's interesting, Lee, because as attorneys, I think some of you think you own businesses. I think you, know, you call them partnerships and, <laughs> you know, you think you own a business, but you, you can't really call that owning a business. You really are just technicians. You're, you're worker yeah. bees that produce. Tell us how you see that and tell us how you got yourself away from all that. Yeah, I appreciate that, Dell. I was listening to your last uh, segment, and uh, and you're you're dead on right. Uh, most attorneys think they have a business. What they really own is a job, and uh, there's only really two ways to do better as a professional that bills time. You either bill more hours or you increase your billable charge, but you run out of both at some point. Um, so you bring somebody else in and you start billing their hours out, and then you've, you've turned their life into the same thing that you wanted to get out of. So uh, that, that is, in a nutshell, my, my granddad was uh, an entrepreneur. He thought that entrepreneurship was the most, one of the most noble things you could do, uh, but he was a big believer in education, too. He knew that he had worked hard, um, so he, he thought education was the way out. But, you know, look, real estate, uh, is something that technicians, they really can't crack it with trial and error. And I had to get educated, even though I was a real estate attorney. Um, so I found Lifestyles, and I did exactly that. Um, people need education if they want to do this. And, you know, I would suggest that now, now, now's the time and opportunity, because opportunities will abound when we come uh, out of this COVID crisis. They're, they will be everywhere, but you're, you're either going to be ready for them or you're not. So it's interesting on those attorneys that uh, once they decide to hire those extra people, right, now they have to go from being a technician, which they've trained their whole life to be, you know, this really effective technician. Now they have to be a manager. <laughs> they've got That's to right. hire and fire right. and do accounting and management and human resources. And that just blows a technician's mind. That's like so much stuff they don't want to deal with, right? Hundred percent, hundred percent. So, so what you'll find is a lot of them kind of shrink back into 
just being a technician, just being a lawyer, and um, you know, not taking any more business than they can themselves do. But but again, when you're not working, you're not earning, and so that's what that's what we do differently at Lifestyles. Um, wanted to mention a couple things before before we get to the end of the segment. Um, we have uh, a lot of national events coming up, and uh, and I would be remiss if I didn't mention those. Um, tomorrow there is a free workshop, and we do everything in a webinar format right now, but tomorrow there's a free workshop uh, that explains what we do, the five ways we make money in real estate. Um, you can register for that at lifestylesunlimited.com. Um, and then there are two-day financial freedom seminars coming up. Um, this weekend we have a two-day live stream. Uh, next week, starting on Tuesday, we have a special four-part evening version of the two-day. That starts next Tuesday. I'm teaching uh, that next Tuesday, Thursday, and then the following Tuesday and Thursday. And then at the end of the month, we have another live stream two-day. Um, when we were on last month, Dell, I think there was some, you know, we were feeling it out. Does this work? Does it not work? I think we figured out that it worked. Yeah, we were. I was worried that there wouldn't be a good connection between the teacher, mentor, you know, mentor slash teacher slash the students, and that you might lose their uh, interest. But it doesn't appear that that happened at all. It actually just sort of broke it up a little bit, so people had a little more uh, headspace in between to think some of it through. So I think it worked out pretty well. Um, I, I really appreciate the fact that you've come in here, you learned all this stuff, and then you were able to go back and use your technical skills to go out and teach this stuff. Uh, again, why don't we get it out there one more time when and where they can get into this stuff because I didn't bring that up at all today during the, to the show. Why don't you bring it up again? Yeah, absolutely. Just go to lifestylesunlimited.com, lifestylesunlimited.com. When you're there, you can find the, uh, there's a link to register for the free workshop tomorrow, that's Thursday, uh, and and or the two-day financial freedom seminars coming up. And you, you'll see those listed there, and you can register right on that website for them. Um, there's a massive discount, Dell. You, you've massively discounted the price for the two-day. Uh, take advantage of it. Yeah, well, I think it's important that, you know, like I said, we've been talking entrepreneurialism here, and entrepreneurialism says catastrophe equals opportunity. And the catastrophe of the COVID virus um, forcing people to stay at home is an opportunity for them, many of them, for the first time, to have the time to sit through what is effectively 16 hours of constant education, whether you take it in four pieces of four hours or you take it in two pieces of eight hours. Uh, so it's really an opportunity, and I really want to see people get out there. So the discount that we've set up, it's normally $740 for a year in our membership. What is the discount they're offering right now? It seems to me it's very low. It, it, it's, it's, the, it's the lowest that you've ever done. It's $197. $197. Okay. Well, it's, Jump it's, on the website, lifestylesunlimited.com. It's irrelevant how inexpensive it is to me because it really doesn't matter. What's important is we get people to take action. And I also think it's important for you to realize that the buying opportunities when we come out of this COVID virus scenario is going to be really, really good. Uh, and we want to be prepared for it. Because if you're not prepared for it and you don't have the technical skills to do this, uh, then you're going to run into some problems. And probably, you know, think about it. When the knife is falling, when prices are falling, uh, you can either be cut by the knife or you could catch it at a very, very good low price. Lee, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. The rest of you out there, remember this. 
Lee, myself, and everybody else here at Lifestyles, we're not doing this for some money. We're doing it for a lifestyle. Have a wonderful day. We'll see you tomorrow. Radio Show, teaching you the opposite of everything you've been taught so you can obtain the results you've never obtained. Join us seven days a week. Can't get enough? Visit DellOnTheRadio.com to listen to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show, access past your podcasts, and join the conversation. The information and opinions you hear on the Dell Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Dell Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Dell Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Dell Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security. This show is pre recorded and furnished by Lifestyles Unlimited. 